This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BXB Bronx Baseball Podcast. Keith McPherson, Chris McMonagall, K Mac and C Mac on Carlos Rodon Day, 7 7 Thursday or what, Friday. I don't know what days yeah. it is. Ever Doesn't anymore. matter. It just rolls. I do the uh, 2 a.m. show and then I go into yep. uh, di- diaper duty or bottle feed duty and uh, these weeks have been flying by, but what's up, Chris? How you doing? What's going on? I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. You made the that's, best that's decision you, you could have made last. I night. know. I was at the. Uh, I saw Chris Stapleton at uh at the. Um, uh, geez, now I'm blanking on the name, but up by me in Woodstock, um, Bethel Woods, and it was great. And I was planning on coming home and watching the rest of the game, but uh, I got a guy in front of me was a Yankee fan yelling about Severino, and gave away the fact that it was you know a hundred to nothing. <laughs> so I came home and just breezed through it quickly. But yeah, I mean, it's frustrating because it's one of those things. It's typical Yankees, man. You can never feel really good after something because if you went into the series. And said you took a split from a team that's struggling, but still a Baltimore team that has had a great season. Uh, you know, one of the best records in the American League where the Yankees are coming off a, a series loss to St. Louis, which I don't think we really got into. No need. Um, I would have taken you would have felt OK about a split. But when you take the first two in the fashion you did with some of the best wins of the year, and then you have an opportunity in game three up to nothing after a great and surprising Vasquez performance to have it fall apart the rest of the way and end up with a split, it doesn't feel very good. It feels like a wasted opportunity, which is so often you come away with the even even in the bright moments of this Yankee season uh, in the few that there are. There's always just something where it should have been better. It could have been better. And going into it, I would have taken a split. But when you get it where you win the first two and then get beat up in the second half of game three and then get killed in game four, it doesn't feel as good as you would have hoped going in. So, Yeah, I think that is a sentiment that I share and yeah. a lot of Yankee fans share. And uh, on top of it, it's some of the moves that were made during the series uh, yeah. after the first two games, some of the lineup decisions, some of the bullpen decisions. And, you know, when you're feeling like you have an opportunity to gain ground on a division rival, yeah. on a team that's also fighting for a wild card spot, and you see the organization rest guys or not bring out their best guys out of the bullpen or not let a guy continue pitching that was going all right. Uh, or keep putting different guys in left field and the ball keeps finding left no. field, or the offense has absolutely nothing again, can't put together runs, can't manufacture runs. It is deflating for the fan base because we were looking at the opportunity to potentially take three out of four, maybe even sweep. 
um, yeah. after the first two games, but you end up with a split, and then that's like nothing happened. It's like yeah. you didn't even play the series. No, it's it's it does suck, uh, especially because and you know it's funny too because it felt like bringing in Nick Ramirez in game one changed game one when yeah. you know he brings him in in that moment first and third, uh, where at the time I'm like you know bringing Wandy now this is an opportunity to get lefties out right now we need this is a big jam but he brings in Nick Ramirez he gets out of it and immediately the the game changed and then the series changed the second time Nick Ramirez sees uh the series and he comes in after Vasquez in the sixth inning and just was hanging sliders left and right I mean he was getting ahead and then hanging sliders so I I understand that's a turning point it's the same guy who's been great for them it's the same guy who turned the game in game one uh, they wanted to push King, uh, you know. That's that's kind of Boone's mo. You know, they they thought they could get two innings out of out of King, so they're hoping to get that to be the seven and eight, and then Cole in the ninth. Nick Ramirez has been good, get through the lefties in the lineup, and instead he just hung some sliders. And then the defense out left field continues to be a problem, and that inning changed how we feel about the series, changed how we feel about this team. Quite frankly, I mean, it leads into. Uh, a disaster again, which is the main talking point for me now, is how long do we go with Severino? Like that's that's, no, that's the talking it. point. <laughs> We've I mean, gone we could, as long as we, we could talk we, about the we, we, we could talk about the bullpen moves, and I understand there's a thought of going for it and using your best guys, and I've been championing that cry. Uh, I didn't. I'm not going to kill him for going to a guy with a sub two ERA who, who literally won them game one of the series. Uh, I I, I could have went to the better arms in that bullpen in that moment, no doubt. But at the same point, score some more runs. A four-run inning shouldn't kill you uh, in a game where Dean Kramer's on the mound, although I thought he threw the ball well. Uh, but to me, the talking point from this series is now, especially today's Rodon Day, and we'll celebrate it. I'm all gung-ho for it. And hopefully at the at the, at the the end of the All-Star break here, you got Nesta Cortez around the corner. The question for me is how many times do you throw out Severino? He's, he's no longer under contract. He's been the worst pitcher in the rotation by far. Judge and her, um, Clark, uh, Schmidt and Herman have been far better. And you've got two guys coming back from injury who are, you know, are, are guys you count on. And how many times can you watch Severino get lit up? I mean, it's not he can't get through games. It's not even poor performances. He gives the Yankees no chance to win. Uh, it's just that's and that's what kills you for that last game because it's the biggest game of the year. You have a chance to win this series. You put Severino on the mound and he gives you no chance of victory. It sucks. And you've seen Johnny Brito be better than Severino. Absolutely. You've and seen Vasquez, Randy Vasquez everybody. be better than Severino. Yeah. So for me, I don't need to see Severino again. There's plenty other options. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, people so, are suggesting the bullpen. I I don't care. If you put him in the bullpen, like you can because he's done it. But if you put him in the bullpen, who is he facing? When are you calling his number out of the no, pen? He absolutely. goes to the back of the bullpen and he's mop of duty. He's... um you know, coming in in the games usually that he would start when right. the game seems out of reach. So it's unfortunate it, a homegrown ace or was once projected yeah. to be an ace yeah. in Luis Severino is struggling. And now fans are pairing the contract that he got around the same time Aaron Hicks got his contract. I believe yeah. uh, they both made like 10 million a year for, I think it was four years, 40 million for Severino, yeah. or maybe a little longer. I think it was seven years, seventy million for Hicks. For Hicks, yeah. So Cashman was trending last night because there are fans yeah. that are coming for him. So get ready, Chris. Of course. Your overnight starts. I know. Monday, I can't wait. And if they don't sweep, we're yeah. gonna go into oh. this All Star break. Yeah. And every night, every there's gonna night. be people coming for you. Yeah. To defend Cashman. Sure. And see if you can defend him against all these different things. Yeah. Like I mean, Field, Severino, yeah. Hicks. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to get into the Cashman conversation for a second, I thought 
I thought uh, Cashman got involved in the series in game one when they're booing Aaron Hicks. I, I think the boos from the fans towards Aaron Hicks were ridiculous. I know me and you are on the same uh, page here. It's absurd. He's no longer a Yankee. Boo him when he hits the home run. I have no problem. When he hits the home run, he's running the bases. Boo him. He's an Oriole. Oh. He, I have no problem with that. But you can't at least at the bare minimum sit on your hands while they play I was a two-minute video. I saw the people that were booing him. Yeah. Casuals. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. People that just were, you know, joining in the same way that they join in when the wave goes around. Right. Those people don't represent us. They don't, no. they don't represent me. And I think I put a tweet out. I'm like, what did he exactly do to you that you Nothing. have all this vitriol? And Abs- you're right. A lot of it is directed at Cashman because it's, it's like this guy went to Baltimore. He, uh, you know, got – he, it's not even like he's killing it in Baltimore. I no, think he, he started out okay. He had a couple good weeks starting out, which yeah. is probably refreshing for the guy getting a different yeah. jersey – uh, getting around a different clubhouse, different organization. Good for him. Yeah, I was rooting for him. Go because baseball is hard enough. Right, and then the fans on top of you in your own fan base makes it super hard. And I guess I don't know. Well, uh, I, th- I think it's more than just the, that that he's performing in Baltimore. I think it's the idea, like you mentioned, they give him this long term contract. Stupid by Brian Cashman. We never signed players before their free agency. This is the guy you picked. You're a moron. Boo you, Brian Cashman. And then we boo him because he's kind of become the poster boy of this feeling the fan base has that there's no accountability that Josh Donaldson's allowed to play terribly, but because of his contract, he stays in the lineup. Aaron Hicks is allowed to be the worst player in baseball and stay in the lineup because of the contract you signed him to. And because you, Brian Cashman do not want to look bad. Do not want to admit mistakes. There is no accountability in this organization because of you. And he is the poster boy of it. So it's partly that it's partly how bad he was as a Yankee. It's a little bit of mixed into everything. And I just, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand the vitriol for a guy who all like there are guys to have vitriol about who badmouth the city don't want to be here. Talk bad about the fan base. We've seen it with in in basketball. Certainly, Knicks and th- even the Mets had Lindor uh, giving the thumbs down, and all all this guy did was play for the Yankees and at the tail end be awful for the Yankees. We've seen bad players before. He's not the first. And I understand the 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 tribute video might be a little bit too soon necessarily, and especially Standard, when he comes in man. with Everyone a rival. Gets a tribute he was, video he, across sports. He was here for eight seasons. He had game winning home runs against yeah, Verlander in the playoffs. Moment. I'm not trying to tell you I like Hicks. I'm glad he's off the team. We all are. It was a just a something that needed to just be taking off the fan base's shoulders. It needed to happen. I'm glad he's gone. I wish him success. There is no reason to have any kind of vitriol towards this guy that uh, to the point where he can't even as an opposing hitter, see the field, see the big screen, nothing without just uh, crazy amounts of booze. And it just felt, it felt angry and I don't understand it. I really don't, but yeah, it, it didn't, it, it didn't, uh, it didn't it, sound right. It didn't feel right. When I, like no. I said, I'm looking at the fans doing that and I'm confused. Like yeah. give it a rest. Also, when the Yankees go down 4-2 in that game that Kramer pitched, yeah. Hicks comes up to bat, and the crowd breaks out. I don't know. I guess in the 100 level, maybe legends, you could hear it. Um, they break out into a, you suck, clap, clap, you suck. And it's like, we're losing. We're down 4-2 <laughs> right now. And we're focused we on that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> what 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 game are you watching? You're so focused on um, hazing Aaron Hicks or booing Aaron Hicks or trying to get in his head. Like, 
I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it at all. But either no. way, that you know that that but was one thing. Hicks homered in the series. Yep, um, which you knew he then, would. I think he got hurt in batting practice the last game, and they didn't need him. <laughs> they certainly no. didn't need him in that last game. No. But um, uh, here's a thought before we move on from it, Chris. I just think that there are entitled Yankee fans, um, the same fans that chant Altuve's name every chance that they get. No. Uh, I already said the ones that do the wave, but they're uh, they come off entitled and they come off. Uh, tone deaf and just unaware of their own situation, right? Um, Altuve and the Astros swept the Yankees in the ALCS, celebrated on our grounds, on our field. And then the next season, I still hear F Altuve. Aaron Hicks was a brother to a lot of these guys, right? Aaron Hicks was in that clubhouse for almost a decade. And um, I'm sure he helped a lot of those guys or had relationships with a lot of those guys. They don't hate him like the fan base does. The organization, um, I'm sure, did things off the field with him they're they're going to make a tribute video for the guy it sure. costs them nothing to tell their video editor hey make a two-minute highlight of his best moments but then the fan base uh is so you know focused on the negative and they don't realize it's like you know it, it makes the yankees look bad it makes the yankee fan look bad the yankees haven't won anything in a long time get off your high horse um just lose the attitude uh it's very unbecoming and, it, and it's starting to make us all look really corny Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me to be that angry at the guy. Angry at management for allowing him to be on the team for the last year or to go into the season with him as your starting left fielder when you know how it's gone the last few years. That's fair. Be mad at the organization. The guy is gone, and he comes back. And, of course, and people go, oh, well, we give everybody tribute videos now. He was here for eight years. It's a two-minute video. No one's retiring his number. We're not having a day for him. They're not giving away a bobblehead. It's a two-minute video where I would applaud because I appreciate guys who were here for eight years. But if you don't want to cheer, fine. Sit on your hands. All I said was welcome back Aaron Hicks at the end. It wasn't even two minutes. No, it's ridiculous. It's Um, ridiculous. We can move on from it. From I com- I'm on the same page with you. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was just disgusted with it. I was disgusted with it. It's so stupid. From one failed center fielder to our current center oh. fielder, Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader had yeah. uh, a big first two games in this series. Yep. He gets hit by pitch. He's out of the third game of the series, and then he's not able to really do anything, and it doesn't matter because no one was able to do anything after mm-hmm. Seve blew the game. The team wilted. Yeah. But um, Harrison Bader has emerged as the probably – uh, most important player outside yep. of judge like his impact um his need fans are even uh or the yankees need for him to be in in center field defensively and oh. to provide a spark at the plate he's clutch he's locked in he told jack curry that when he gets in um 
the batter's box in these big moments, he thinks about the fact that the pitcher is under pressure too. So yeah. then, you know, that kind of puts him in a Zen mode where he's able to focus and he is able to hit three run bombs, doubles, drive runs in. Yeah. Um, he's a guy that twice now we've seen him come back from the injury and help the team um, and be a factor in just the, just the team winning and their mentality and being able to compete. Yeah, I, I think he's – I agree with you. I, I think he has as much impact on the team as anyone on the roster besides Judge. I, I don't think there's a doubt. And right now with what you're seeing, one, if you're going to try and put Stanton in the outfield, which I don't think he's a terrible outfielder, but he doesn't cover a lot of ground. We see what's going on in left. And then if you're going to play, you know – IKF or Bowers, and now he's hurt, but Bowers, McKinney, and right. The offense and the outf- the defense in the outfield stinks. It's absolutely awful. You need Bader out there in center field to stabilize it to some degree because uh, it's just it's so atrocious. You see, it's wor- it almost seems like it's worse now when they first started playing IKF in the outfield. And uh, it's not just IKF, Oswaldo no, it's Cabrera, not. Jake Bowers. None of them are. They, they they're all, all infielders. Had, they all had mistakes in left field. Yeah, and left field in Yankee Stadium is an ocean, yep. and it's become no man's land. Go back to the yep. postseason last year. Whether it was Hicks or whether it was yep. Cabrera, whoever they put out there, that ball would be dropping in yep. left field. The Yankees no. refused yeah. to go find a left fielder. They refused to address yep. the issue. Ball don't lie. Ball will nope. find you. The baseball gods are laughing at the Yankees saying, you don't know your own ballpark. Yeah. You don't know your own stadium. Yep. You need a guy that can actually rove around left field and get to yep. all of those balls. As as I, I didn't think they expected Cabrera, who played a decent left field last year and right field last year, to have the kind of offensive season he's having. So he's he's an, he's just not an option. Uh, but you're right. They the one major thing for me, and you know, we joke about how much I defend Brian Cashman. I was on him for this. He thought he could attack left field at the trade deadline. That's he didn't like the moves. He didn't like the free agents. He didn't like what people were asking for the Brian Reynolds of the world and the different guys. And he just figured we'll get through with Cabrera and Hicks, and we'll make it to the trade trade deadline. And it's been an absolute disaster. Obviously, Hicks turns into what he is. He's no longer on the team. Cabrera has been sent down three or four times and keeps getting called up by, oh, guess what? The injury bug that attacks this team constantly, incessantly. Seems like every series, every series, someone's getting pumped up. So, I mean, that was the the major flaw of this team was thinking they could get through this first half of the season with no left fielder, with infielders playing left field. And it's, I I know they, you know, they, uh, Cordero uh, came up at Frenchie Cordero started the year. They picked him up at at the, uh, just as the season was about to start, he hit some home runs early, but he wasn't even a good defensive outfielder. They don't, they clearly don't think Florial can hit the major league level because he's killing it in AAA, and at least he can play left field. So I don't know what their thought process is. They have to get someone who can play defense up there. It's just, it's absolutely killing them right now. Left field defense is atrocious. So I don't, I don't know what you got to do. Uh, I understand you don't want to sacrifice the offense because the offense is damn near as bad, but. You can't allow these balls to drop in the the line drives and you know the, the diving plays that are missed. The it's it's They're more than breakers. just yeah, it's more than just the obvious ones. There are little subtle things, balls that shouldn't drop in, bad bad uh, you know routes to to ground balls that turn singles into doubles. It's 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 not even just oh my god he dropped it, oh, oh my god he's clueless, oh my god he spun the wrong way. It's little subtle <laughs> things that are just you know hampering this team's ability to keep games close in times. And that's when it really unfolds to like, 
I have a tendency, and I we've talked about this on the last podcast. Like the last game, to me, it's Severino gave them no chance to win. I don't care if it's thirty-five nothing or four nothing. I don't care if you know we have to throw up. You know, everyone's big on the stat. I saw it all over the place. This is the fifth time that a, a position player has had to come in for the Yankees this year. I don't. They do it a whole lot more than they've ever done it before. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I it, I, I I brush it away real quickly. The problem was Severino, but as these games start to unravel. You can see uh, the problems that are going to hamper them in close games, too. And this defense is a major, major problem. And yeah. so as much Labor as the Torres offense had thinks, another stupid play yeah, last night, he's good for one. Every series is going to do something um, when you look at the, and I hear some numbers and I, I just thought of this, Chris, these guys. Didn't want to sign a left fielder so bad. They actually right. flirted with the idea of Aaron Judge playing left field. In the yeah. beginning of this season, yeah. that was <laughs> that was an actual thing. Right. So when I'm looking at Twitter, I always like clip some things. My guy Joe Randazzo, he's under um, the name Yankee Librarian on yep. Twitter. Um, he says, left field for the Yankees has been abysmal. Minus 12 defensive runs saved, ranks 28th. Minus nice. four outs above average, ranks 21st. And then I found a tweet from my guy, Julian Guiarte from Dugout Station, who covers the Somerset Patriots. And he listed the Yankees left fielders this uh, season on June 6. He had the numbers next to their name. So IKF or Oswaldo Cabrera has played in left field 32 times. IKF, who is a infielder. Utility, a gold glove third baseman. Gold That's glove, what he is. Yeah. 21 times. Yeah. Jake Bowers, who is a converted first baseman. 21 times Aaron Hicks, who they end up cutting DFAing um, after he batted uh, 188, but then got hot for a little while. They let him go. He was out there 19 times this season. And then you sprinkle in Franchi Cordero, Greg Allen, Willie Calhoun and John Carlos Stanton one time. And, And And, you know, and you mentioned Greg Allen. That's and Billy sub- McKinney. Billy and McKinney, Billy McKinney. 16 games. You mentioned Greg Allen. That's a little subtle injury that no one's going to think much of because he wasn't expected to be on this team. I've he's been supposed- asking, where is he? There's no updates. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's that's someone they brought in to play the. I mean, it's not like they've completed. It's been injuries. It's been some you know issues, and they're trying to get offense. And Bowers has been good offensively, so they're throwing him out there. But it's getting to the point now. Because if you look at other positions too, it, it left field's the defensive one. But I mean, if you look at third base, the production from third base is terrible, bottom of the league. Offensively, the production at catcher is bottom of the league. I mean, Rizzo since First uh, he, has, he hasn't hit a home run since Memorial Day. He hasn't hit a home games. run since before Memorial Day. So I mean, if you look at that position offensively over the last, uh, you know, however long, center field without Bader. I mean, so many positions offensively are at the bottom of the league that the Yankees feel like they have to put guys in who can hit. And if it's converted out first baseman, if it's converted infielders, they 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 just feel right now they have to do what they have to do to get offense. But it's just gotten to a point now where it it. It, it can't be anymore. They have to figure something out. If they have to call up Floreal, if they have to make an early trade, another trade, like a, a Greg Allen trade, or someone who can come in and play left field, like, it just can't continue. It just can't continue. But it may. So hold it on, may. folks. No, it may. Because Jake Bowers <laughs> is hurt now. Jake Bowers made a uh, – so he, he missed yeah. one. He made a diving catch the second time to redeem himself. He yeah. got hurt on that. He's got a bruised – um, Rotator cuff. Yeah, so now he got an MRI. He's on the it's, IL. Billy McKinney be- fouled a ball off his foot. That's why we didn't see him for a couple games. Right. Now he's forced to play. We don't know if he's 100% right because, yeah. hey, he cooled off. This is a guy that was getting hit every day. 
This is a yeah. guy that was on a tear for the first like 15 games. He fouls a ball off his foot. They sit him down. I think he was 0 for 4 last night. Yeah. So like there's no help on the way. Uh, you you got to either call somebody up or make a trade. But we're going into the all-star break. That Don't expect that this weekend. No. They'll get through this weekend with whatever they have. It's got to be Floreal. I mean, I just don't know. I mean. They don't love him. They never not only him. not only that they have to keep him because he's he what he's he snuck through waivers like right at the start of the year when the teams were kind of complete no one had been injured yet if you they don't he has no more options so if they call him up for this especially you're probably not going to see him in this series because if they call him up and then send him back down he, he has to go through waivers he's got 21 home runs he's hitting 310 or something like he's going to get picked up by someone. Yeah. So they don't want to. I think they don't want to lose him in case he's a trade. He's down chip. to his final option. His last. Yeah, you know, he's done. Yeah, he's, he 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 made it. They, the last time they when they 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 started the season with him and then sent him down and he cleared waivers. Luckily enough, um, he's done with options, so he's gone if they if they send him back down. So I think they're waiting until they know he's either going to be on the team or if they're going to use him in a trade chip, uh, as you know, as a trade chip in a trade. I don't know, but at this point, I mean, you you can get through the Cub series. But yeah, Floreal, uh, as Ryan is telling us, two ninety five batting average and nine ninety two OPS, twenty one home runs. Uh, he's not on the forty man, so you have to add him to the forty man, and you'll lose him if you send him back down. You'll have to cut him. So those are part of the reasons. And you know, I'm assuming they're going to try and f- as a trade chip. But you know, they don't love him. But at some point, someone's got to go out there and play left field. I mean, someone's got to play left field. So I mean, we can't watch this crap anymore. It's just brutal. It's just brutal. The outfield play is just atrocious. And that's why we talk about Bader. The three-run home runs, great. Obviously a spark for the team that doubles down the line. Everything about him, he's clutch with his hitting, everything. But right now, he's the only outfielder. Yeah. He's the only out, he's the only pure outfielder. Stan is, I guess, but he's slowed down and can't stay healthy. I mean, at this point, you don't even And he's ineffective at the plate. So Yeah, oh, well, I mean, like it's still the same thing. I mean, the same the problems are still the same problems, let's be honest. It's still LeMahieu is a shell of himself hitting 7th. Uh Stan hasn't gotten hot a couple of hits here and there, but hasn't really gotten hot. Um Rizzo Obi still gets hot, and Obi's it's like, hey, let's hot. Let's lead him off now and let's cool him right back off. Yeah, let's, well. <laughs> let's put him back to lead off where we had him in like April, May. But they're desperate for him. If you're not, if you, if Bowers is going to get hurt and and you know Lemayhew's going to be this, like how can you lead him off? I don't know who else you put there. Glaber Torres. I mean, that's it. So uh, like the team is in a position right now where we talked about treading water because let let's be honest. Uh, uh, if they if if Severino gives them a decent performance and they win that game or or play well in that game and you and you have a good feeling in a series against Baltimore, you feel a lot differently about it. Like they're they're treading water. This is what you knew they would be without Judge. They're adding Rodon. Hopefully, Nesta Cortez comes back. They're going to have to play this game until Judge comes back and until they can make a trade at the deadline. And a split against the Orioles, I would have taken it. But when you win the first two and then the the last two go the way they went, it's frustrating. But with all the nonsense, they're still in a position right now where if they can just you know you got to win this series against the Cubs, have a good feeling going into the All Star break. And then find a way to get Judge back. Hopefully, Rodon adds to because right now the rotation's excellent. If you take out Severino, if you take you out can. Severino, the, and you can, there's no reason not to anymore. He's no longer the future. Can. He's no longer going to get a contract. Uh, there's, I mean, there's nothing else to do with him. I mean, the bullpen. We were talking about that before. He's here's the problem. 
he's awful to start the games. Like his his first innings are terrible. It's right. not like so he's where he's you not bring like him in. Where you it's bring like him he's in. wearing down or his fastball's going from 98 in the first to 93 in the fifth. And you're like, wow, he's just his arm can't do it anymore. He's terrible from jump street. I'm not putting him in any kind of major situation in the bullpen. And then if you do put him in the bullpen, you, you eliminate if you and you use him as a reliever, then you no longer stretch him out. Now he's no longer a starting option for you. If there is an injury, I, I don't know what you do other than make up a fake injury and put him on he's the IL. Like IL. that's yeah. he's going to have an arm strain or he's going to be sore here, and they're going to put him on the IL. I don't think they're going to put him in the bullpen because they're not going to want to shorten him and and get him to a point where he can't throw 70, 80, 90 pitches. Because I don't know what useful he is in the bullpen. It's not like he's got this dynamic stuff and then loses it. He just he has nothing right now. It's it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I can't watch it anymore. <laughs> no, uh, he's got to be out of the rotation. He has against to. the Dodgers, the White Sox, the Cardinals. No. Now again against the Orioles. He had and, one good. He had one good start against Texas, uh, sprinkled in there. But besides that, the Reds. His first start back against Cincinnati. Well, yeah, the so first long ago. Yeah, I know the first two, the Reds, and then the Padres was okay. Then it was all fully sprinkled. One good start against Texas, but it's been bad. I mean, not just sixth innings, four runs bad, like bad. He can't get through the game and he gives them no chance to win. Like we, we joked about how many position players have pitched. Check how many of those starts are Severino starts. Like all the, if, we, if you've, if Donaldson's pitching, it's because Severino started. If I, think, I, can't, I think Domingo had a clunker in there. Oh yeah, that's true. He had a couple too. Yeah. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I'm trying to just keep my head because I know this isn't the team that's going to be asked to do what we need them to do. Unless Judge isn't coming back ever, then then you forget it. Uh, but if Judge can come back, you know, in all early August at the bare minimum, they're going to add to this rotation. I, I still trust the bullpen for the most part, and the offense has got. I can't believe Rizzo's going to be this bad all year. I can't believe Stanton's going to be this bad all year. Hopefully, you have Bader healthy, and this team can change into something that we feel better about uh, down the stretch here because. There's no easy shakes here in the American League. I mean, you just saw what Baltimore is. Uh, you're battling with Houston and and you know and Toronto. The Rays lost five in a the row. Rays lost five in a row. Us, but nah, I know. So it's going to be it, it's tough sledding here, and it's a frustrating split. But in the back of my mind, I'm trying to tell myself I would have taken a split. They win the first two games, two of the best wins of the year. Today's a good day that we finally get to see Rodon. And if they take two out of three from Chicago, you head into the All Star break with at least the idea that you've made it through this stretch from the Dodger series to the all-star break without judge. And you haven't put yourself in a position where you're looking up at anybody, you know, that's, that's kind of where I am. So as frustrating as it is, I try and take the positives and I think there still are some <laughs> as upset as I am watching the games these last two nights, love the bullpen. Yeah, the, the rotation is only getting stronger. Are, if the season ended today, they're, they're in the wild yeah. card. They're, they're yeah. above 500. Yeah. They're, they're eight games above 500 and there is help on the way for yeah. the biggest issue right now, which is bad starts. Yeah. Right. I, I won't, I can't even say that the biggest issue now yeah. is lack of, uh, you know, being able to score runs yeah. because they just had their highest scoring run total of the week they had 46 runs scored between the 28th and july 4th without yeah. judge so they figured yeah. that out the problem is you you run sevy out there and yeah. he's he's putting you out of the game by the third inning and the whole team knows it they wilt behind him oh. dj's dropping pop-ups trevino trevino ran into an out at second yeah. these guys are uh glaber torres with a sloppy play at second base it's like they just start to turn themselves down because they know 
all right, we're not coming back from this. Um, yeah. Something you mentioned about Judge potentially not coming back. I had a show, I guess, Wednesday night after they lost that first game. And I said, man, Tiki killed my vibe this morning. I was riding yeah. high off of the July 3rd fireworks. Amazing. I was riding high off of them following up July 4th, winning that game. And I wake up Wednesday morning and Tiki is talking about Aaron Judge and how serious this injury is and yeah. how it's going to linger. And potentially he's done for this year. And it could be something that alters his career long term. I'm not leaning into that. None yeah. of us know that. None of no. us know the future, but it was concerning that Judge Judge a, a month after the injury now says it doesn't feel great, yeah. and he says it he doesn't think it'll ever feel normal. And yes, he's standing in the outfield throwing, but he's not running. And I'm sure he's trying to swing, but that's a tough injury to have to really be able to get your full torque and swing. And what I worry about is these guys being so reliant on Judge that when he does come back and try and tough it out and just have a pain tolerance that he's going to be expected to carry because yeah. all the focus is going to be, oh, here comes Judge, here comes 99, he's going to do it, he's going to save the day, and if he struggles, the fans will probably boo him. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt he's going to be – if he's playing, he's got to be their best player. And if he's not, there, you know, I mean, he, he's going to be expected to carry them. Uh, as far as – yeah, I agree with you. I think it's – we have no idea. It's, it's, it's not a good sign that he's still in a good deal of pain a month later. And it's, still, it's not a good sign he's talking about – you know, I think some of the quotes were taken a little out of context about, um, you know, the idea that this could linger for years or whatever. He he also talked about he dislocated his pinky five, six years ago, and he still feels it on random days or he'll do something. Like You're that, an athlete. You're a professional he was, uh, athlete. Yeah, he, that's his point. His point was is these things sometimes they never fully go away where you never have to think about them again. I don't think he meant this will hamper me for the rest of my life. I think he just kind of meant there might be a day three years from now where I, you know, step on it the wrong way and it's a little sore more than it would be if I never had the issue. So – We'll see what happens. Toes are funny. I, I said that from the beginning. I wasn't making a Rex Ryan joke. Like feet are funny, and when especially when it comes to big men, we've seen it in the NBA. I know it's a different sport, but we've seen it in the NBA time and time again. Big, big, big guys are. Yeah, I mean, feet. It's 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 a it's a tricky thing. Obviously, you can't do anything any aspect of the game without your feet. Your and I'm, I'm very I'm very concerned about it. But I do think he'll be back. I think surgery in the off season. Uh, is a absolute possibility, if not probability. Uh, I think it's that kind of injury. And we'll see what he is when he comes back. Uh, he, he, here's the thing, though. He's so great, he doesn't even have to be at his best to still be a dominant, impactful player. Like 80%, 85% of judge, I don't want to see 85% of judge. I want to see 100% of judge. But 85% of judge is an all-star. So, I mean, they desperately need him. And as long as he's not going to do anything, my fear is he comes back and because he's favoring the foot, suddenly he's, you know, he's now he's got a shoulder issue because he's trying to avoid putting pressure on his, his legs and his throws are more armed than ever. And it's not used like things like that happen yeah. all the time. So my fear is if he plays and it's still bothering him, what else will he hurt? How bad can he re-injure this injury? Like, I, I'm not a doctor. I don't know it. But to make these broad assessments that, one, he's done for the year, and then even moving forward, this is something that will hamper him forever. We have no idea. I have no idea. I'm not going to speculate on whether it will or not. But I'll tell you this. This team, as optimistic as any Yankee fan can be, and I'm up there probably for at least the ones I deal with on the shows, I'm as optimistic as any fan I know. There is no Yankee season without Judge. So, it, and it's got to happen somewhat soon. So yeah, he, 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 uh, another month is like the max. 
if he's not back by August 10th or something, I don't know how this team functions down the stretch. So that's all this is kind of moot if Judge isn't on the mend. So we I think got they're going to give him two months and they're going to yeah. try it and Judge, Judge is going to try and, you know, tough it out. Yeah. And he might he might not be effective. He might not be the same guy. No. Uh, but that's another lost season. If you lose that guy, uh, yeah. Good luck. No, listen, if they get if they get news, you know, before the deadline, I mean it's it's so bad and I have no faith in this team without him that it's almost at the point if you know he's not coming back, it's sell time. I don't care what the record is. Like that's yeah. how that's how crazy he is impactful to this team. This I, I don't believe this team might be able to make the playoffs. I suppose if the pitching real, if if Rodon comes in, it's just lights out. If Cole continues his season, if and either Sever, if Nestor better. comes back, the bullpen is excellent like this. No more. We never see the Clay Holmes of the second half of last year, and he's just this Clay Holmes forever. King is king, and there's a chance pitching wise they could possibly sneak in, but this team can't win without Aaron judge, unless they want to go trade for, I, I don't know if, if they want to trade for Otani, I mean, like I don't, Juan Soto, I was going to Juan say. Soto. <laughs> I mean, you know, then, then you could, you could, you could dream, but am I trading away all, both of those guys probably include Volpe, right? I mean, I don't know. Are we at Peraza. that point? Certainly Peraza and Dominguez. Certainly. Uh, would you even include uh, Volpe in a trade for those guys? That's different uh, no, fodder for another time. But the chicken parm, I'm I'm waiting for them I to debut the chicken parm at the well, stadium. Did you did you hear the very insight? And I, I I I'm good friends with uh, not good friends. I'm friendly with Justin uh, over the recent time, so I feel like I could have a little fun with him. The, the story about the well, it was actually his aunt's recipe. Pizza jazz. Like, yeah. I was like, I mean, like sometimes the stories. I know we're. I know we're in the middle of a, a a tough season and we're trying to have life-hearted stuff, but it's like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, who cares about that? If I never hear the term chicken parm again, I'll be just fine. Like, let's see him actually continue to do this. This is great. I'm happy about it. I'll, I'm even even sell me on the, the coaching staff should have caught this. Fine. I, yeah, I don't Chris, care. That's but exactly like, what it is. It's I the know. fans leaning into the right. fact that a chicken parm dinner fix yeah, won't be and the I Yankees know. coaches couldn't. I know. I've never heard this much reference to chicken parm. He did say, hey, it's not my but it was, chicken It's parm, not it's his mom. Mom's. It's his aunt's. Yeah, Make I sure we I, get the that John straight. Boy guys, they made a whole shirt with mom's chicken parm on it. I'm uh, like, you guys, you guys already up. printed those. And then the young man uh, went out and told the world it's actually right. Tita Jazz. And I wasn't sure what he said. Um, I actually am friends with Michael Volpe just through running into him at Yankee Stadium, the Italian-American baseball club. I know they – do events at the stadium that I've been at. So I've known Michael Volpe for like two, three years. So I texted yeah. him. I'm like, what's what's the name of Anthony's aunt? And he said, we, her name is Jasmine, but we call her Tita Jazz. Yeah. And everybody in the neighborhood knows she makes great chicken parm Italian food, but she also makes very good Filipino food. Hmm. Nobody, none of them, I'm sure, ever thought that this would become a thing that is talked about no. on MLB.com. It's like from the farm system to the farm <laughs> system. And then this whole thing about Anthony Volpe's so resurgence. I know, but he does look like a different player. I mean, I've it's, it's, he's covering the outside pitch so much better. He's, and he's, and he's going the other way with when it. Oppo, yeah. He's, he, 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 someone put up the number of home runs he has compared to like Xander <clears throat> Bogarts, Carlos Correa, sure. other stars. I'm like, uh, how about Anthony Rizzo? <laughs> I mean, let's let's yeah, start, start there. With his own team. I mean, with, jeez, with I, I and I I thought he got Soto for that. I thought that was a home run off the bat. 
uh, in game two off Soto when he came well, in, he was struggling. But those are the goofy just, fans in the stadium that can't track fly balls. They don't yeah. represent me either. You'll never <laughs> see me. You'll never see me in the stadium like, oh, like watch the ball. Listen yeah. first. Listen to the sound of the crack of the bat. Watch yeah. the ball. Then locate the outfielder. He'll tell you if it's going out or not. Yeah, no, I know. But off the bat, watching on TV, I thought he got it. And then he gave you, if you watch it, he gave like, I thought, he gave the response of finally, like frustration, but it was more just, uh, no, I didn't get it. He didn't yeah. get it. Uh, it's just, he's, I mean, for me, if you want to talk about the main culprits of this year, it's him and Stanton are the two guys that I look at and go, so, I mean, Rizzo's been healthy. I don't know yeah. how healthy he is with his neck, but he's they're just. 33 since, years old. They look like they're they're 38 he, or 39. At, at On Memorial Day, he had 11 home runs. He was hitting 300. He had a. Low the 900 OPS. Bobblehead night was a that movie for him. Was, it was unbelievable. He was having this great season. And since that moment and since his head got hit uh, by Tatis, he has just been awful. And I know we're going to try and tell, oh, you got to, you know, he lined a base hit the other way the other night. I, I don't care. He needs to do damage. He just needs to do damage. And he's doing none. He's Let's very – Seeing his former team, the Cubs yeah. this weekend. Let's hope – that for him we've got jameson tyone returning yeah. tonight we've got carlos rodon's debut we arguably have our best pitchers going with cole and with herman yeah the cubs aren't great they aren't no. world beaters no the the cubs are coming in here and they've been swept by the yankees that we swept them in their place in 2017 mm-hmm. we swept them in our place last season in three games yep. the cubs do not stand a chance right well we'll see uh yeah I, I wouldn't say they don't stand a chance. Just no. history history shows you that the Yankees, you know, handle them, but anything yeah. can happen this weekend. No, listen, and, and, and it's, you know, you gotta hit Tyone. Tyone's two and six with a six point nine three RA. Six point nine three. Yeah, I, I you have to hit you have to score some runs. I'm not expe- one, I don't know how deep Rodon's gonna go into the game. I do love the uh, you know, the bullpen's good, but still, I don't know how deep he's gonna get into the game. It's his first start of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have his best stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets hit a, a little bit and gives up some runs. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping he comes in dominant, but I don't know. How about score some runs? Tyone has had an awful year. They can't the, different they, lineup every day. I well, and, yeah. And it's a lineup of guys that can't produce. Whether like when Rizzo was leading off the other day, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, Rizzo is not any type of leadoff hitter, and he's yeah. in a bad way right now. Um, I, I guess don't know, he's man. trying to get. I think they're trying everything to get him going. They figure if they hit him leadoff, you know, he's going to get fastballs. I, I like. I think they're just trying to get him going. I, I understand that you look at it and you go, it makes doesn't make any sense. But you have to try and do something with him to get him going. And so if they thought maybe for a day or two. Hit him lead off. You know, nobody wants to walk the leadoff hitter. Maybe he gets some fastballs early in the game, has a good first at bat, feels good about himself. You know, he also he takes a lot of pitches. It's it's not it's not crazy. Like, I don't know what you do. Like, you know, it's it's the same, like the same guys who will kill Boone for moving his lineup around are the same guys who'll tell you the story about Billy Martin putting pulling his lineup from a hat. Like it's <laughs> <Not> just <me. laughs> like I know, but I'm Those like that's long gone. No, I know, but that's like they oh why can't he be more like Billy Martin? Well, when the lineup was struggling, Billy Martin pulled names from a hat. So what is what is Boone trying to do? He's moving things around, seeing if he could do something. Now they move around too much. I'm not trying to make the argument that you know the, you know even when things are going good, you'll have a different four and one hitter. Like they like to do that. I agree, but right now at the lineup struggling. I don't, I don't know who you have to hit anywhere. Like, I, I think the, the whole lineup is a bunch of eight hitters right now. So, I mean, you got to pick somebody to hit leadoff. So why not see if you can get Rizzo some fastballs? But 
uh, just he's got to get going. Stanton's got to get going. Bader's got to stay healthy. And, you know, that's where we are right now. We're waiting for Judge, and the pitching is going to have to carry them. There are teams. It's not crazy. And right now that's what's happening for the Yankees. There are teams where their pitching carries them. And right now the, this rotation, it's not the best teams in baseball. You look up and down the league, the Atlanta Braves, the, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Texas Rangers, while they have good pitching, no doubt, they bang and they score a ton of runs. So you can't be one of the best teams in baseball right now with this lineup, but you can win and you can get, you could beat the Cubs and you could beat the Cardinals and you can figure out a way to get one out of the last two against Baltimore. Like you should be able to do those things with just enough offense, just enough timely hitting and a rotation and a bullpen going the way the Yankees are going. So you take Severino out, this, this pitching is good enough to win some games and get them through this last month, hopefully of judgeless baseball. Closing remarks from me. Um, I was on the score 760 this morning. And, uh, you know, similar to how Andrew Benintendi came here with the Royals and became a Yankee during that series, I would love to see uh, Clay Bellinger's son, Cody Bellinger, just yep. a Yankee trade for him this weekend. Yep. And, uh, you know, we could use a guy like that. That left-handed bat, yeah. he's a good outfielder. That You know, that's a guy that I think a lot of Yankee fans have their eyes on. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Cordero, see you never. Yeah. Uh, don't want to ever know anything yeah. about what even don't need to know. Jimmy yeah. Cordero, goodbye. Uh, see you never. And um, I will see you in Seattle if you're listening to this and you're going. To the oh, All-Star yeah. Game. I said I wasn't going. I had some FOMO. I talked myself out of it. I literally like, you know, talked myself out of it. But no, um, through the Players Alliance and WFAN, um, I will be out there tomorrow. I'm flying out tomorrow morning and I'm going to interview some players and do some media stuff and try and bring some clips some videos, um, and even some sound bites that we could possibly use here on BXB. So great. Um, that, that's all I've got. Anything else, Chris? No, go beat the Cubs. There's no reason you can't. That's it. Let's, let's, let's head into this thing, head into this all-star break, send you off to Seattle with a, a couple of wins, take two or three and, you know, just try and feel good about ourselves. Take a break, put our feet up, watch Pete Alonso in the home run, you know, because in the home run derby, that's what everyone wants to see. Pete Alonso in the home run derby. It's become as American as apple pie. So if we can get through to that, get to the all-star break, get to the all-star game, and then hopefully have a time frame on judge when we get out of it, start to feel better. That's all we've got, folks. BXB, KMAC, and CMAC. We're out of here. Tell a friend to tell a friend. See you next time. See you.